It's hard to uh, talk about a hard news story and say the word Pentagon leaker and and keep a straight face, but that's where we are in uh, 2023. And, of course, said leaker was arrested yesterday, uh, the Pentagon document leaker who leaked a whole bunch of documents. Uh, it actually been going on for months. Um, the documents in question were dated and posted late February, early March, and it's uh, it was a whole month before uh, the authorities got wise to it. But nonetheless, Jack Teixeira, a 21-year-old um, airman in the Massachusetts Air National Guard, um, he was some sort of low-level IT employee um, of the Air National Guard. Um, it was the culprit. And he was arrested the other day in, in like basketball shorts and he looked like he just he he just uh woken up and uh i mean the epitome of not worried not bothered the dude was was reading a book out on his porch um when uh the the authorities which uh rolled up and military fatigues and armor vehicles took him into custody and uh we all know the story it started in a uh, Discord chat room for Minecraft. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this dude definitely looks like the type of person uh, to talk crap on the Internet and and brag and, and post this stuff to, uh, um, I don't know, uh, impress, uh, impress his other friends in the chat room. And uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, we, we talked about this. We brought this up. I can't remember if it was uh, late last week or early this week when it all dropped. Uh, it blurs together for me. But uh, these were not innocuous documents. Um, these were uh, strategic maps. This was uh, strategy um, uh, strategies and, and intelligence that uh, could really um, jeopardize what the United States and Ukraine are, are trying to do against Russia. So... Um, last I heard, the uh, penalty for these uh, the, the crime of leaking these documents uh, was 10 years for every document, and he has uh, he leaked over 100 documents. So he's going away for a, a, a very long time, a very long time. And uh, I, I'm sure, I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene is already out there calling this guy a hero. I'm sure this guy will be... Um, made a hero by people just like Edward Snowden was or Julian Assange. Um, but I, I don't, I, I can't, I can't call this guy heroic. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there who um, are growing weary of the war in Ukraine, but Russia invaded them. Oh, and by the way, there was intelligence that said that this war is going to stretch on long into 2023, which is a surprise to absolutely nobody. Um, I, I actually think it's going to, uh, it's probably going to stretch into 2024 and beyond. So charges are expected, uh, Friday afternoon. And, uh, this guy's going to go away for a very long time. I mean, unless, unless he flees to another country and, and, and seeks asylum like Edward Snowden did, like Julian Assange did, but I'm not sure. I, 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 I don't know what this guy's uh, what this guy uh, thought the end result of this was going to be, but him being arrested by authorities in military gear uh, was a very predictable outcome. And the question is, 
it's going to be. It's going to come out in the investigation. How did a low-level IT employee get access to these highly classified documents uh, to the point where he could post them into a Discord server for months and months and months, and uh, it go undetected? So we will see. Earlier this week, uh, we also found out about uh, Justin Clarence Thomas and uh, some trips or, or some uh, quote-unquote extravagant gifts he received from a friend and GOP donor, Harlan Crow. At the time, he really didn't uh, violate any, any ethics rules because there's very little ethics rules uh, in the Supreme Court. Um, there were no rules against uh, uh, vacations or, uh, I'm sorry, meals or stays in private residences. He did take some uh, private flights with Mr. Crow, but the rule uh, to start disclosing those only started uh, about a month ago. So he probably was grandfathered in. Well, now there's a new wrinkle, and I think uh, once you're being reported by someone, um, chances are they're going to find something, something that might have gone undetected. Uh, if you just kind of kept a low profile. Uh, ProPublica was the uh, outlet that was investigating him. And if it turns out that uh, Justice Clarence Thomas sold three properties in Savannah, Georgia, to Mr. Crow for a total of $133,000. Um, I'm not sure if his childhood home was one of those properties. He also uh, sold his childhood home. To Mr. Crow, uh, where Clarence Thomas's mother still lives and resides. Um, and, and so, again, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's supposed to disclose uh, real estate transactions. Uh, there are some ethics um, um, experts out there that says he should have disclosed them. But are our, 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 our ethics and rules the same thing? I mean, ethics are, are kind of subjective. I personally think he probably should have in the interest of transparency. I personally think that uh, this is just a creative way for Mr. Crow to funnel money to Justice Thomas uh, while skirting the rules, uh, but I don't know. And I already got on my soapbox about how we need uh, term limits in the Supreme Court um, for um, f for the very reason that the process has become very politicalized and uh, it seems like even Supreme Court justices are not above um, being corrupted. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, I, I feel like uh, Justin, Justice uh, Clarence Thomas will skate on this. Like I said, I don't know if he broke any, any overt rules, but uh, it's pretty hinky. Justin J. Pearson, the second lawmaker in Tennessee who was expelled for protesting gun violence on the state house floor with a bullhorn who was ousted and expelled um, by the majority Republicans in that state legislature. He's been reinstated. He's been sent back by his county commission. Um, he represents the city of Memphis. And so here we are just a, a few short days later and all that bluster and, and, and all that time, frankly, that was wasted on this vote. Um, they're back to, to where they started from. So I, I, I don't know if this backfired on the Tennessee Republicans in the state house or or if they really thought they were going to expel 
Mr. Pearson and uh, and the other uh, gentleman, Justin Jones. Uh, but obviously, obviously, um, they couldn't get rid of them, and there's going to be just uh, hundreds, if not millions, of taxpayer dollars wasted in a special election when these two guys have to run again. Now, we all know, most of us can agree that this was um, an egregious miscarriage of, uh, of, of, uh, of democracy. And I lost the dang story. Here we go. But there are, uh, there are two examples of politicians cleaning up their own house and holding their own people accountable, uh, who I'd like to applaud. First of all, Arizona State House, they voted to expel Republican Liz Harris. Um, that is a majority Republican House uh, because she bought a conspiracy theorist in to come in and testify for a stolen election. And this conspiracy theorist just uh, started throwing accusations around about uh, uh, people, uh, about her colleagues, uh, from bribery to even taking shots at the uh, Republican governor of Arizona. So she has been voted out, and in the uh, the the highest uh, House legislature in the land, uh, the U.S. House. Hold on, Diane Feinstein. I think. This is something I should have. I'm sorry. In the U.S. Senate, yes. The U.S. Senate, uh, Democrats are calling for Dianne Feinstein to step down um, because, well, she's been absent for months and months. And she she came down with shingles. Uh, when did she come down with shingles? She came down with shingles months and months ago. She got better. And uh, she's still not back. Leading to a lot of, a lot of people to question her health leading a lot of people to question uh, her ability to uh, legislate effectively. And she's holding up a lot of things because she's on a lot of uh, committees that uh, the Democrats would like to move forward with, and they're not able to. So kudos to both the uh, Arizona State House and to the U.S. Senate for uh, policing their own, and as Guy Gordon would say, cleaning up their own house. And yet a third federal court has weighed in on Mephipresstone. Uh, this time, this court down in New Orleans, a mostly conservative court, um, has ruled that Mephipresstone can remain on the market. Um, it cannot be dispensed by mail, which was uh, put into place during COVID. Mephipresstone was widely available in the mail, uh, obviously, because things were shut down and and uh, they didn't want people going into pharmacies and, and possibly spreading COVID around. Um, three in-person doctor's office visits are required. And instead of being able to take Mifeprestone up uh, to 10 weeks into pregnancy, it's back down to seven, which was the original um, terms of its FDA approval. Um I, this 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 seems like a compromise, kind of. My big question, though, is this three in-person doctor's office visits that are required. Um, you know, is this rule put in place for, for the safety of the woman, or is it about putting more hurdles in in, uh, in the way of access to this to to this uh, abortion medication? Um, you know, it's down to seven weeks. What what if the what if the woman can't afford 
uh, three doctor's visits? Or what if she finds out that uh, she's six weeks pregnant, wants to take the mifeprestone, uh, but she can't, she wouldn't be able to get into the doctor's office uh, three times in the next month in order to get this approved. Uh, as far as I know, you already need a prescription for this, so a doctor already does have to sign off on it. That three-week, um, I'm sorry, that three-in-person doctor's visit requirement, to me, it, it sounds uh, more like slow-rolling uh, people's access to this, uh, to this drug uh, instead of worrying about the safety of the woman.